On Wednesday, strong economic news on consumer spending pushed stocks lower as traders worried if the data would cause the Federal Reserve to postpone long-anticipated and desperately hoped for rate cuts. Yesterday, strong economic news from the labor and housing sectors seemed to propel stocks higher. Today, you tell me. Good morning. This is your financial animal buzz on business for Friday, January 19th, 2024. My name is William Walsh. I spent my entire career over 40 years as a financial advisor and financial planner. I earned the Charter Life Underwriter Certified Financial Planner, Charter Financial Consultant, and the accredited estate planner professional designations. I'm living my best life bringing listeners like you the information they need to bypass people like me. If that's you or might be you, you are in the right place. If it's not you, well, you're still in the right place. We're glad you're here. The Dow Jones Industrials had a good day. They were up 202 points. That's over one half of 1%. And they closed at 37,469. The S&P 500 was up nine-tenths of a percent. Nine-tenths of a percent is pretty good. That's 42 points. The S&P starts the day today at 4781. The NASDAQ Composite was up 200 points, 1.4%. It's back above 15,000, and it closed at 15,056. The RSP, it was up five-tenths of a percent. The SOXL was up a stout 10% on the day. Rates were up, as you might expect, on a strong day for stocks, but not by much. The two-year Treasury closed, yielding 4.355%. That's up about a tick. The yield on the 20-year was up five basis points and closed the day at 4.492%. Oil was up, but still in the trading range it's been in since mid-December or so. It closed at $73.80, up $1.13. Gold was up $15.10, and a troy ounce will now set you back $2,021.60. The housing market, usually very interest rate sensitive, continues to exceed expectations. Building permits came in at a 1.495 million rate in December. Economists had predicted 1.48. So 1.495 versus 1.48. Likewise, housing starts were strong, 1.46 million versus expectations of 1.42 million starts. Initial jobless claims are expected to come in at 207,000. We got 187,000 instead. Continuing claims also surprised positively. They came in at 1.806 million versus expectations of 1.845 million continuing claims. Good news from the labor market indeed. Manufacturing, 
Uh, not so much. The Philly Fed's manufacturing index came in with a minus 10.6 versus a minus 7.0 expectation. Any negative number indicates a contraction in the manufacturing sector. That's pretty much been the case for 20 months now. Remember, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or so when some unknown analyst at some long-forgotten Wall Street firm predicted the end of Western civilization because he made a phone call to a Verizon store in Shanghai and some minimum wage clerk in between bites of his Big Mac said the new iPhone just wasn't selling? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Me neither. Yesterday, we got some, you know, actual financial results, and Apple gapped up at the open, rallied all day, closed near its high, and was up over 3% on the session. Taiwan Semiconductor, which makes all the CPUs, the CPUs used in the iPhone handily beat Wall Street expectations for sales and profits and raised guidance for 2024 by over 20%. Its stock was up almost 10% on Thursday. 10%. This is a stark lesson on why we should never, ever, ever listen to these so-called Experts. Genuine experts are running multi-billion dollar hedge funds, not punching a clock at some third-tier brokerage in a basement office in lower Manhattan. We should never ever listen to genuine experts either. Buy index funds and hold them for the long term. If you're not going to do that, I understand. If you're not going to do that, keep your own counsel. Apple will be just fine. And that is your Buzz on Business for Friday, January 19th. Please join us every morning for five minutes of the latest business, financial, economic, and stock market news. And don't forget our premium episodes where each week we cover a story or topic that's been in the news. might affect you, your finances, and your investments. But we don't cover it over the last six hours or six days. No, we cover it over the last 50 or 100 years. This week, this week we're looking at Bitcoin in light of the Bitcoin ETFs that began trading last week. Is Bitcoin a good investment? If it isn't, why not? Should you add one of these ETFs to your portfolio? Well, you won't want to miss it. It's just for our premium subscribers. However, a premium subscription is a minuscule $2.99 a month. I should raise the subscription price just for this episode on Bitcoin. But I'm not. It's $2.99 a month. And there's a link in the episode description where you can learn more and where you can sign up. We hope you'll join us. And for Financial Animal and FinancialAnimal.com, have a great weekend, everybody. My name is William Walsh.